Hello, it's me, Laura Royal, your host for the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast. And in today's episode, I'll be sharing with you all of the delights of my favourite conversational coaching model, the Grow Model, and how you can utilise this in many different aspects of your life and work. Now, also, I'm celebrating. Today is episode 20. Can you believe it? It's flown by. And I'm really getting into my stride of recording these podcasts. So I hope you thoroughly enjoy today's episode. Let's dive straight in. Okay, so before we get into the fine detail of me sharing with you today the wonder that is the GROW model, I'm going to put in a caveat. Not everyone is a fan of using a coaching model. I'm sure there's pros and cons for using them or not. Let me share some of them with you. So using coaching models, in my opinion, is a really good practice in order to provide a structure, a conversational guideline, a framework to allow the coach to ask questions, truly listen to the responses and use that as a platform to help your coachee gain clarity, perspective, make decisions, move forward. So I think they can be very useful. Often there's a bit of bad press around uh, using coaching models or a wee bit of criticism perhaps that maybe sometimes a coaching model or a framework might be overtly simplistic or it might be a little bit superficial or it's something that is lacking in depth. However, I am genuinely a fan of using a coaching model because it has provided me with the, I suppose, the, the best guidance on being able to support my coachee intuitively I know where to go whether I'm following a coaching model or not but I've only learned that over the years by practicing coaching conversations purposely using a coaching model. Now there are many coaching models available out in the big bad world the grow model isn't the only one but I can definitely assure you that it is my favorite and one of the most popular coaching models probably used worldwide and I'll give you some background into the GROW model today. The GROW model itself can be utilised in everyday coaching conversations and that's what I'd like us to get into the thought process of that a coaching model can be really useful for guiding a conversation from a coach's perspective. You ask questions and allow that conversation to flow based on your coach's responses, but always in your mind being able to retrieve a coaching question, if you like, that's really pertinent and suitable for that moment at that time. Now, coaching and the use of Grow Model or any other coaching models aren't necessarily a one-size-fits-all approach. You can be flexible with this. You might use uh, coaching questions from a variety of different models. You might utilise different practices or approaches. You can use a, a, a variety of different techniques, perhaps, in your coaching practice, your coaching conversations. What I truly love about the GROW model is its flexibility, not only for utilising with your coaches in a variety of different settings from a professional capacity to a personal setting. You can use it in corporate businesses, you can use it for small businesses, entrepreneurs, absolutely anything. The flexibility, in my opinion, knows no bounds. And of course, I might have a little bit of a biased viewpoint on that because I am a fan of the use of coaching models and frameworks as long as they come about in that conversational style, that you're not stuck to a process or a framework 
or an acronym or a guideline or a model in a rigid fashion. We need to be flexible with it. So think about it for yourselves. Think about how that might benefit you. And the reason I ask you to consider that question is, for me, I use the GROW model in every single decision. And I'm not even exaggerating that I need to make personally and professionally. By knowing great questions in the GROW model, I use that as a wonderful opportunity to self-coach. So not only can I use it with my clients, my coaches on both a personal one-to-one and corporate basis, but I also use it almost on a daily basis for me in order to make sense of my world, uh, help me have clarity, make decisions, help me organise my day, help me separate uh, an overwhelming to-do list, help me identify what I'll do now, what I'll do next. Again, for me, the list is endless. So I'd like you to take some consideration on how best to use a coaching model. And I'll ask you today to consider in the use of any coaching model, not just the, the GROW framework, is to consider the flexibility of it, to consider how it can be adaptable so that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach, but it can be tailored so that you're using it or using any coaching model or framework at the right time for the right reasons with your coachee in mind. Take a moment just to consider that before we go into some detail on the background and the origins of the GROW model. Now, for today, I am going to keep the GROW model very straightforward because I want you to really recognise the beauty and the simplicity of using this model without making it overly complicated and without making it a burden on you as the coach or your coachee by going through too many questions, of which there are an abundance of, I might add. But I really want you to get the essence of how to use the GROW model in a real flexible way. But first, a little bit of background. Now, you might recognise or know the GROW model. It is a mnemonic, uh, which is always a, a funny word for me to spell, but it is a mnemonic or an acronym. I think both can be used interchangeably or flexibly. And it was created uh, by or first recognised by the work of Sir John Whitmore. Sir John Whitmore was a prominent figure in the field of coaching, uh, first recognised actually as a British racing driver, which is where he got his or gained his knighthood from and for his contributions to the wonderful world of coaching and particularly the creation of the GROW model. Now, Sir John Whitmore partnered with Timothy Galway, who is the uh, creator and the author of the Inner Game series around uh, the Inner Game of Tennis and the Inner Game of Golf. And through their work in the late 70s and into the early 80s, they were working with organisations on how to make I suppose, change and move forward, which is my favourite definition of what coaching is. Now, Sir John Whitmore has been recognised, I suppose, as the godfather, if you like, of coaching and the field of coaching for performance, which is the name of his book, Coaching for Performance, the Principles and Practice of Coaching and Leadership, written by Sir John Whitmore from uh, and via his company, Performance Consultants International. Now, I am very fortunate that I have had training with Sir John Whitmore. I am a member of the Association for Coaching. My organisation is an organisational member and I have accredited courses and programmes through the Association for Coaching. And one of their 
favourite guest speakers uh, right through the 2000s, the early 2000s and the 2010s. It was Sir John Whitmore. Now, very sadly, Sir John Whitmore passed away in 2017. However, the legend of the Grow Model still lives on. And I'll never forget one of the masterclasses that I attended with Sir John Whitmore through the Association for Coaching in Edinburgh in Scotland. And it was not long after the financial crisis of 20, uh, 2008. I nearly said 2008 there. You get so used to saying the 2010s and, and such like, don't we? But in 2008. And he caught my attention in particular in that um, session by saying that one of the first things to go when the economic crisis happened is that all training and coaching stopped in organisations. Those were the first people to be made redundant. But in actual fact, if we were to use coaching at its greatest and fullest potential that could have transformed perhaps how some organisations were able to look after their people and perhaps save jobs. That aside, it's really important to recognise, you know, Sir John Whitmore's contribution to the, the field of coaching and leadership. And certainly I cannot recommend The Grow Model enough and his book, Coaching for Performance. I do believe the book is now in its fifth edition. That's what I have in front of me. I'm not sure if there's been any editions published since then. This one was published um, posthumously after um, Sir John Whitmore's passing in 2017. However, there are all the previous, if you can even get your hands on an old copy, you'll be in for a treat, I guarantee. So as I mentioned, GROW is a mnemonic. It is an acronym, if you think of it that way, which stands for Goal, Reality, Options and Will. Now, sometimes the W part is used interchangeably for the way forward you know, think about it in the easiest way for you. I think about it as a person's will to move forward and take action. And you can think about it in that sense as well, or the way forward about thinking around your action plan. Now, as I mentioned earlier on, one of the most easiest frameworks or the easiest beliefs to get into is that we are looking at unlocking people's potential. And that for me is the one of the better definitions of what coaching truly is. It's about you as the coach helping a person unlock their potential. I like the definition that coaching is an everyday conversation in which it has a purpose of helping another person or yourself if you're self-coaching to make change and move forward. So as I mentioned a moment ago, it is an acronym, a mnemonic, and it stands for goal, reality, options, and will. And I'm going to give you some examples today of how we can really utilize that um, acronym, that mnemonic, in order to guide your conversation with your coachee. And what this will help you do is be able to intuitively and flexibly ask questions that will help your coachee at the right moment in time. And this is about asking open questions, coaching questions that will really, really dig deep. Now, whether you utilise coaching conversations in a formal or an informal context, the GROW model can be used in all circumstances. As I mentioned, it can be used personally, professionally, formally and informally. Now, if you are having a formal conversation, you might want to sit down and go through the GROW model and guide your coachee through it. Or you might have more of a relaxed, informal, casual conversation, those everyday coaching conversations, which I'm sure you've heard me mention before. So now that we know what the GROW model stands for, so once again, it's our goal, our reality, our options and will or way forward, if you prefer to use that. Will is the 
original uh, context shared. Now, the acronym itself, and we know what it stands for, and there's some questions that fall under each of those categories. But ultimately, what we're looking to do is help a coachee or ourselves goal set. Now, that goal setting might be for the conversations you're about to have. It might be for your coaching session. It might be for short-term goals or actions, mid-term, long-term. So think about how we goal set and when we might use that. The R is our reality. So this is our reality check, if you think of it that way. What's going on in the current situation? And you're utilising this part of the coaching framework to truly explore that. O is for our options. And this is where we look for exactly that. What might be the options that a person has? What are some of the alternative strategies or the courses of action that could be taken in order to meet or reach that goal or at least get closer to it, make progress along the way? And then the will part is the, well, what's the will of the person to commit to an action? And what is the action that's to be completed? When are you going to complete that? Who might be involved and what is the will to move that forward? Now, as I mentioned before, the GROW model can be used really flexibly. Now, if you were to look at more of the detail within Sir John Whitmore's book, Coaching for Performance, there's a couple of sections that references how it can be really beneficial to use it in the sequence of which it appears. So starting off with a person's goal, then exploring their reality, helping them review their options and helping them commit to whatever that will action might look like. Now, that sequence assumes that you want to visit all four stages. However, you can use it really flexibly as well, depending on the context of the scenarios and the situation that you find yourselves in. Now, what is interesting in the Sir John Whitmore book, he does often talk about being flexible. However, certainly it can be useful to start off with goals first. And let me give you a little bit of an excerpt from the fifth edition of Coaching for Performance by Sir John Whitmore. On page 98, he talks about goal first, where it might seem strange to set goals before examining reality. And I've certainly had that feedback and experienced that for myself before. But again, you might use this flexibly, but let me share what else he has highlighted. It suggests, or Sir John Whitmore suggests in the book, superficial logic suggests the opposite. So it may seem strange to set goals before examining reality, as we surely need to know the reality before we can set any goal. John's response, not so. Goals based on current reality alone are liable to be negative, a response perhaps to a problem limited by past performance, lacking in creativity due to simple extrapolation. That's a new word, extrapolation. Oh my goodness. Um, and in smaller increments, rather, um, it, which may be achievable or even counterproductive. He outlines as well, short-term fixed goals may even lead us away from a longer-term goal. And his experience with goal setting on team training courses is that teams invariably set goals based on what has been done before rather than what can be done in the future. In many cases, they make no attempt to calculate what might be possible. He also goes on to suggest that goals formed by ascertaining the ideal long-term solution or vision and then determining realistic steps toward that ideal are generally far more inspiring, creative and motivating. He illustrates this very important point with an example. So if we were to set about trying to solve a problem of heavy traffic volume on a strategic route by exploring the reality, we are likely to set goals based solely on relieving existing traffic flow, such as widening a road. 
This might actually run counter to a more visionary long-term goal, which would be formed by identifying the ideal traffic pattern for the region at some time in the future, and then looking at the stages needed to move in that direction. So his suggestion in that circumstance, or in most circumstance, is to use the sequence in its format of goal, reality, options, and will. I'm going to ask you to consider for yourselves today, how might that fit for you? Where are you setting goals? Are you setting goals based on what's going on recently? And are you setting more short-term goals? If it is a case, then it might be more appropriate to explore the reality first to help you identify what a goal might be. If you are considering how you set goals for the more strategic, long-term vision aspiration or ambition, then perhaps starting with the goal first may be more appropriate. So again, we'll dive into each of the sections of the GROW model and give you some nice straightforward questions for you to consider that you can ask of yourself from a self-coaching perspective or you can ask with your coaches in any circumstance or context or situation that they find themselves in. Okay, so let me share with you four very straightforward questions that you can have at your disposal that you can ask in any situation or context. So using the GROW model in a short space of time, quick conversation, maybe utilising it from your own self-coaching perspective to deal with something in the moment. So if we take the GROW model, our goal, what would be a good question to ask there? Well, what do you want? What is that? What do you want? You might need to dig deep on that. It might be something that comes to mind quickly, or it could be something that requires a little bit more thought, you know, really digging deep on that. What is it that you truly want? That could be, again, short-term, mid-term, or long-term. So what do you want? Then our reality. The reality, remember, is exploring the current situation. So asking your coachee or of yourself, where, well, where are you now in relation to that goal in relation to that thing that you want. Our options, this is an opportunity for you or your coachee to consider, well, what can be done? So again, asking a nice, easy question. So what could you do? And then the will, what will you do? So four nice and straightforward questions. What do you want? Where are you now? What could you do? And what will you do? nicely impact in a short succession. Now, the key to grow, as I mentioned earlier on, is by asking the person a series of questions and asking questions that might unlock that potential, unlock that opportunity for your coachee. So that first step, if you're following the model in a chronological or a order or in the sequence in which it appears, asking a person about their goal. So this identifies and clarifies what type of goal is it that the person might have. This helps provide maybe uh, an opportunity of what are their principal aims, their aspirations, clarifies what the desired result might be for your coachee. The reality assesses that current situation in terms of the action taken so far, clarifies any results, effects of previously taken actions, and then gives a bit of an understanding on what might be some of the internal blockers currently preventing or limiting progression. Step three are options. So this is the section that identifies what the possibilities and alternatives are, outlines and questions a variety of strategies for that progression to occur. 
And then the what will you do? This is where we provide understanding or the platform for providing the coachee the opportunity to understand, well, okay, what's been learned? What can be changed in order to achieve that goal? Maybe a summary and a plan of action for implementation on what the identified steps are, outlining possible future, hur future hurdles or obstacles and considering what the continued achievement of the goals and the support and development that may be required on an ongoing basis. This also helps recognise where is their accountability and achievement of the goals that will be you know, taken upon that will be moved forward. Now, as I mentioned earlier on, there are many questions that we can utilise in the GROW model. I'm going to give you um, some examples of each within each of the four stages of GROW and then get you to consider how you might utilise this for yourself, first and foremost, from a self-coaching perspective and then to work with your coaches. Okay, so let's dig deep into the goal section. So first of all, I'm going to share with you four of my favourite questions to ask to help you or your coachee ascertain the goal, whether that be the goal for the session that you're about to have or the conversation that you're about to have, or might be goal setting for that longer term aspiration or ambition. Okay, here we go. First question. So what are you aiming to achieve? Now you can add on to that question, what are you aiming to achieve today from this conversation in the next month, three months, insert time frame of choice or insert time frame that your coachee might have alluded to at the beginning of your coaching conversation. So what are you aiming to achieve? My next question that I recommend, question number two, well, what would you like to have happen? Third question, and what will it look like when it's solved? or as good as it can be? And the fourth question, what would the ideal situation be? Now, sometimes you might ask all of those questions. Occasionally, you might only ask one, perhaps two. Those are my four favourite goal setting questions. There are others, of course, like always. So there might be some additional questions. And in today's toolkit, you'll be able to access some example coaching questions to have those really helpful, effective, everyday coaching conversations. So you can even ask, what do you want? What does that look like? What will that enable you to do? From, um, from an additional perspective, you might say, what would you uh, like to what would you like to achieve longer term? What is it that you want to achieve in your life or work? What area of your life or work would you like to focus on? What would you like to discuss? What would you like to get out of this session or these sessions, depending on how many sessions you might be having with your coachee? What's important to you right now? What is it that you want instead of the issue or the problem that you're currently facing? What would be the ideal situation in five years from now? So those are some of my favourite goal setting questions utilising the GROW model. Try them on for yourselves. See how that might work. Okay, next part is the reality section. So this is where you either self-coach or coach others to explore the current situation, the reality check question. So my top four favourite questions to ask is, what's happening right now? And where are you now in relation to that? What are the internal or external obstacles that you're facing? And what qualities or resources do you have to help you? Those are my top four favourite questions. 
Now, I know we mentioned earlier on that in Sir John Whitmore's publication, he does advise that you can use the GROW mnemonic as a sequence, starting with goal, then reality, then options, and then will. I'm very much a fan of working with it on what your coachee needs from you at that time. More often than not, if it's a follow-up conversation with a coachee that I'm having, whether that's an informal or a formal coaching conversation, my opening question will actually be, so tell me, what have you been up to since I saw you last? And then following, okay, what's happening right now? And then you might lead in to the goal, okay, so if that's happening right now, what would you like to have happen in place of that? What is it that you're aiming to achieve? So already you can hear the link between reality and goal. If you were using it in the sequence, you might then start with the goal question, what are you aiming to achieve? And then what's happening right now? Where are you now in relation to that? So again, you can see and hear where this casual, everyday coaching conversation really, truly comes to life. So some additional reality questions that you could ask. So what's happening at the moment? On a scale of one to 10, if an ideal situation is 10, what number are you at now? What are you doing that's getting in the way of your goal? What are you doing that takes you toward it? Some other reality questions. What stopped you before? What happened last time? What do you already know about the situation? What's the current status quo? What have you tried so far? Now that does lead us nicely into the options section of the GROW model. Now this is where we get into the sweet spot of change occurring because we've established what the goal is and the current reality. Now is where we guide our coachee to consider what are their options or again you can utilise this for yourself from a self-coaching perspective. So my top four favourite questions to ask uh, in the GROW model for options are, okay what ideas do you have? What could you do? What help do you need? Where and when? What alternatives or other routes do you have? Some other questions that you can ask within the options section, you can ask, okay, what's worked in the past? Who could help you with this? How could you do that? You might also ask some additional questions around, okay, so what are the other angles that you could think of? What might others do in this situation? How can you affect this outcome? What could you do differently? So the, again, these are all really helpful questions. Again, there's an abundance of them that you can ask, but this is where we take your coachee to that space where they can think flexibly, they can think small scale, big scale, nothing is off the table. They can think about things that's worked for them in the past, think about new opportunities, new options, different strategies. The list is endless. Again, if we're tying this all up together, depending on the flexible way that you might use the model, if I were using it, let's say with a coachee who I've been working with before, I might again start that conversation with, so what's happening now since I saw you last? You might then say, okay, so what is it that you'd like to have happen? And what, what are you doing right now that helps you move toward that? What are some of the ideas that you have? What can you take forward? Hear how that sounds again naturally in that everyday coaching conversational style, even whilst I'm using a coaching model or framework. And then lastly, let's look at the will or the way forward. 
Okay, this is our last part of the grow model. This is the will part. My favourite four questions are what actions will you take and when? What is the first step? What are your progress checks or milestones and how will you measure this? What realistic timescales have you considered or what realistic timescales will you commit to? Now, technically speaking, that was five questions. However, it does help you recognise that element of helping you or your coachee find that path, that route forward, that progress point. Some other questions that you can ask. So what will you do? How will you do it? When? Who will you talk to? Is there anything you need to put in place before you do that? How committed are you to taking that action? What will it take for you to commit to that? Some additional questions again from the options you came up with or the ideas that you stated earlier. Which one feels right for you? Which one will you choose? What actions will you take and when? What's the first step? When will you start? Which of those is the best option? When will you review your progress and what support do you need and from who? So all of these questions, again, can be tied together very nicely in one conversational style. So what have you been up to since I saw you last? Where are you now in relation to that goal? What is it you'd like to have happen? What can you do differently in order to move you toward that goal? What's holding you back? Okay, and what will you do? And when are you going to do that? Again, all a nice, straightforward, everyday coaching conversation, utilising the GROW model as a flexible coaching framework. I could genuinely spend all day talking to you about the real benefits of using the GROW model. But what I really want to get across to you is the power of asking some truly curious and helpful questions that will help you or your coachee in that moment gain some clarity, make decisions, identify courses of actions, routes and pathways forward so that we're not getting stuck in what's happened before. Sure, we can learn from that as an opportunity and we can sometimes borrow some of our past successes and learn from our past failures, of course, but utilising that as a platform or a springboard to bounce forward. I cannot stress how helpful for me the GROW model has been over the many years for me as a practicing coach. As a self-coaching opportunity, it has been brilliant, to be perfectly honest. Utilising the GROW coaching model, it was the key contributory factor to me taking that leap of faith and becoming self-employed back in 2016 by utilising the Grow Coaching model, flexibly coaching myself and also my friend and my colleague Jess asking me questions from the Grow model in order to help me make some decisions and really gain that clarity to find out and recognise for myself what was the right pathway forward for me. But of course, the actions are up to you or your coachee to take forward. You, if you are self-coaching, your coachee, if you're coaching others. So I'd love to share with you the opportunity to have a practice of this for yourself, which is why in today's toolkit, we've given you some extra pages on the GROW model and a nice one pager with each of the four coaching questions that I mentioned as my favourites, along with some other additional coaching questions that you can ask. Again, you can really use this flexibly. You can use it as the intended sequence following logically G, R, O and W. Or be flexible based on your coach's conversations, their needs and their wants. 
you can use this in any situation or scenario. You can use it to help a person come down from the rafters if they've had a stressful day and come to you in a bit of a rant. Certainly that's where majority of my coaching conversations come from. You can use it from a problem-solving perspective. You can use it to set goals and ambitions and outcomes, objectives. You can use it as part of performance reviews. You can use it as a feedback toolkit. You can use it to make um, uh, generate ideas, make decisions. You can use it in your personal life. You can use it in your professional life. It is so flexible. It is not necessarily a standard model, one size fits all. Be playful and flexible with it. And I guarantee if you ask questions around the coaching framework of the GROW model, great things will happen. Change will occur if you're willing to put the committed action in. Now, if you are a fan of the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast, then please download some of the episodes. Please rate us on all of your lovely podcast platforms. That helps our um, podcast be seen and heard by more people and, of course, grow our audience and hopefully get that wider um, community going. We are also in the midst of finalising our final guest speakers for the Coaches and Leaders Assemble conferences, which will be coming to you this June. So watch out for that. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe dnacoach.co.uk forward slash podcast. And I'll look forward to you tuning in next week for our next episode, which will be episode 21 of the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast. Have a great week, everyone. Take care and bye bye for now.